hearts in God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. The psalm writer proclaims, Fear the Lord, you saints of the Lord, for those who fear the Lord lack nothing. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. And on this day, this festival of All Saints Day, we focus on the communion of saints, those living and those who have died. On All Saints Day, we name in our prayers those newly baptized into the body of Christ since the last All Saints Day. And we remember all who have died in Christ since the last All Saints Day, whose baptism is now complete, who live now in a greater light. We hold on to the promise we hear in the book of Revelation that the Lamb, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, at the center of the throne, will be our shepherd. And he will guide us to the springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Before we begin our scripture readings, let us begin with the prayer today. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion, in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from 1 John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Here ends the reading. Our gospel for today from Matthew, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Two weeks ago in our confirmation class, I gave our United Lutheran Church students 
a response activity to ask one of their parents who they remember from their childhood days, someone who has since died, like a grandparent or a significant adult from their grandparents' generation, who lived out their faith in God in a way that helped others walk with God and live in God's way, and to write about this saint. On this All Saints Day, I'm happy to tell you I heard some really great memories of the saints who have gone before us. About a great-grandma who was always looking for and seeing God in everything, speaking positively, not negatively, about others. About a great-grandpa who was very involved in church, but was most remembered for the way he reached out to and befriended and never gave up on his neighbor who struggled with alcoholism. About a great-grandma who was always encouraging her family in their faith in God and attending worship in the community of God's people at church. About a great-grandpa who was always helping others with their needs, including people he didn't even know before he heard about their needs about a great-grandma active in her church and community who lived to please God and make God happy and was remembered for leading prayers whenever the family gathered. I think it would be really inspiring to hear all your stories of those who you remember and hold close to your heart today, who lived out their faith in God in a way that encouraged you. Our prayer of the day on this All Saints Day includes this petition. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. In our Gospel from Matthew today, a familiar passage known as the Beatitudes, Jesus provides a unique description of those who are blessed with God's favor. The poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted. I have to admit that the kind of people Jesus sees and names as favored and honored in God's sight are not usually the people who get most of the attention in this world. The kinds of people Jesus identifies are not the groups of people that our world tends to honor and exalt. In our dog-eat-dog world, the winner gets the rewards. Competition is glorified. We celebrate those who come out on top. Those who promote themselves by projecting their image or their brand into the world, these are the people who bring home the profits and the prestige. Often they are the people who have avoided suffering, who haven't had to worry about living with loving kindness or doing justice or walking humbly with God. But Jesus makes it clear that no matter how high someone climbs in this world, ignoring the fate of others in the process or even downplaying the suffering of others around them, no matter how great their worldly success, it will not last or prevail in the greater kingdom of God. In fact, these quote-unquote successful people may appear happy and blessed outwardly, but it is a false happiness because it doesn't reflect the things that God values. Based on the Beatitudes Jesus speaks, in order to tend to the ways that God values, we will need to intentionally enter the suffering of others. 
Jeannie Barnes, a faithful Christian, wrote recently about her experience volunteering at the Mexico border at Tijuana. She wrote, My husband and I spent some time helping people seeking refuge, those who were seeking asylum in our country. We saw families whose children were without childhood joy and innocence. We saw mothers who wrote their names in permanent marker on their children's backs in case they faced separation. We saw fathers whose eyes reflected despair, desperation, and extreme exhaustion. We saw a woman whose position as a judge in her home community forced her to flee her homeland and city because of the gang members she had sentenced who now threatened her. We saw a brother whose sister was brutally killed by drug dealers, and the same drug dealers were now threatening to kill his daughter. We saw unaccompanied minors whose parents risked sending their children alone to a strange land in the hope that they would find work to support the family. We saw the face of Jesus in those seeking refuge, those seeking asylum. We also saw the face of Jesus in a doctor from Canada who volunteered to give health care and used her own money to buy medicine for the patients. We saw the loving kindness of God in college students who volunteered to cook beans and rice for dozens and dozens of hungry people. And we witnessed attending to justice by a lawyer working tirelessly to make sure each family's and each person's documentation was secure. We saw faith in God that in spite of all the ways the world had failed these people, God cares for all people. And we believe in God's realm one day this suffering will come to an end. The Beatitudes Jesus speaks names the kind of people God sees and favors. And these Beatitudes, naming who is blessed, serve as a call from God to each of us. A call to a larger vision of God's care for all people. Because as people of God we can never be happy by being secure and successful ourselves while ignoring or downplaying the suffering of others. So how can we be renewed in this kingdom of God vision that Jesus communicates in the Beatitudes? I believe it involves praying for God's vision to see others and have compassion for those whose circumstances have subjected them to unfair pain and suffering. And maybe it starts with seeking those who are closest to us, with seeing them, seeing them, those who are in our own community, even our neighbors who we may not know yet. Pastor Peter Marty wrote recently about a five-year-old girl in his congregation in Iowa. Lucy Carlson decided to start something in her neighborhood. In her home, they had had some honest conversation after the social unrest that followed the killing of George Floyd. The unrest in our country that spread to unrest around the world. Lucy was coloring on her front porch one morning, and suddenly she said to her mom, I think it's important to know our neighbors. I'm going to meet them all. If they need help, I want them to know where I live so they can come to me for help. I'm going to have them sign my paper so I know their name. The next day, carrying a large piece of paper and a pouch of Crayola markers, Lucy and her mom began the first of a number of summer days going from house to house 
and Lucy would repeat the same thing she had first said to her mom on the front porch about meeting the neighbors and wanting to know where they could find help, that they could find it from her, and how important it was to know your neighbors. Lucy's mom confided to her pastor, Peter Marty, later that she felt a bit embarrassed during these neighborhood walks because she said, we've lived in our house for seven years and I didn't know the majority of the people nearby. It made me think, how well do any of us know even our closest neighbors? Now this story about Lucy got me thinking about my neighborhood and my neighbors. Because if I don't know them, how can I begin to know their needs, their struggles, their suffering, and the ways that God might be calling me to show loving kindness and compassion? For this, after all, is where God's blessing and favor are found. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you call us today to a larger vision beyond what is routine in our everyday world, a vision of the kingdom of God, where God cares for all people. And we can never be happy by being secure and successful ourselves while ignoring or denying the suffering of others. Grant us hearts filled with your compassion, Lord Jesus, so that our lives are turned to the needs of others around us. And guide us by your Holy Spirit to acts of loving kindness toward others, that we might know the greatest blessing. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. Our lives belong to you, O God, and we are aware today of those who are most vulnerable. We pray for their needs, especially for the youth and children, those who are abused or neglected or exploited, those who are hungry or lonely or bullied, that they might be protected. We pray, too, for those who suffer from natural disaster today, from typhoons in the Philippines, from earthquake in Greece and Turkey, from hurricanes, floods, and fires in our own country. We pray for relief for those who have suffered, for the rebuilding of their lives. And we pray that you will come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support healthcare workers, give wisdom to those working on a vaccine. We pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit today. Grant them healing. Grant them your presence. And we remember today especially those on this All Saints Day especially those who were baptized in our congregation in the past year, Bray Lee D., Brooks Leroy, Maxwell Allen. And we remember before you all those from our congregation who have died in the past year, June Elaine Peterstoon, Judy Ann Whitman, Shirley Louise Miller, Carol Jean Whitman, Sheila Janelle Olson, Joan Marie Hodell, Gerald Amundsen, Evelyn Dolores Singerhouse, Myra May Thompson, Barbara Jo Weiss, Ronald LeBlanc. 
joined to Christ's death and resurrection, we believe they live now in a greater light with a multitude which no person can number, whose hope was the crucified and risen Lord, and with whom in the Lord Jesus Christ we are one forevermore. As you have received our brothers and sisters who have gone before us to their rest in the hope of the resurrection to eternal life, bring us at last with them into the light of your presence. Grant to us who are still in our pilgrimage that we may die daily to sin and rise to newness of life, that your Holy Spirit may lead us in holiness and righteousness all our days. And in your mercy and by your grace, keep us in union with all your saints, that through the grave and gate of death, we may pass with Christ to our joyful resurrection. And now we pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.